Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I have Tiffany Rooney, who is the creator of the blog Elite Urbanite, and her adorable dog Ozzy is joining us too, which is pretty exciting. I love dogs. Um, today we're going to talk all about her journey into blogging and her pain she's gone through, as well as how she stays strong during hard times. Hey Tiffany, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? How's the good things? Eh, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> how about you? You know, it's um. So last January, I moved out of my parents' house with my little buddy Ozzy here. So I definitely did not expect COVID to hit. Yeah. Um. So it's been definitely a learning process. You know, like yeah. I had to get everything on my on my own, but I've never lived on my own like this. You know, in right. A lot. Yeah. Um, do you live near your parents at all? Like, can you go visit? It's you know, it, it's not that far away. It's only oh, okay. like twenty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I try. Yeah. Throws up every time in the car. So. Oh, so you try not to as much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't feel like cleaning. I don't blame you. You don't want to clean that up. No, I don't. And you don't want to leave them at home either. Exactly, because I'm like, oh, poor guy, you know. So did you get your dog before you moved out? I did, yeah. I okay. got as a surprise Christmas 2018 because I had another dog that unfortunately passed away early uh, yeah. year. So I well, you know, I want another dog. And my mom, she's always like, oh, you know, she'll try and like deflect and be like, oh, you don't need a dog. Da, 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 da. And then I got a little surprise, Mr. Ozzy here. That's so sweet. So bad though. <laughs> it's okay. She's a, he's adorable. Yeah. Um, so like I kind of did, it said in the inter introduction, you just started um, your blog, Elite Urbanite. Can you tell us a little bit about it? How you came to start it? Yeah, of what course. What journey's been like? Yes. So throughout my life, um, I grew up <laughs> in Long Island in a, uh, a neighborhood that I really didn't fit into. Um, like a very, very preppy neighborhood and clearly looking at me, I'm not very preppy. Um, <laughs> so, so when I would go home, I would often, oh my gosh, Ozzy, do you have something to say? What do you have to say? Come on, tell us. Right? <laughs> no comment at this time. Um, so I, um, you know, I've always loved pop culture. So that would be kind of something that I would, you know, make my own little world of and like, you know, gross myself in things like the Spice Girls and I love Star Wars and music. I love Prince. I love, oof, I love Dennis Rodman, you know, like all the very eccentric people. And then also because I've grown up around pop culture and entertainment my whole life with, um, you know, my dad being a music producer, that's kind of like not a normal occupation, especially right. everybody at schools, parents are like, you know, investment bankers or doctors or something, which I think I always am fascinated by that world because, you know, it's so different. You didn't than grow what. up in it. Exactly. So it's like they're probably fascinated with your world where you're fascinated with theirs. It's just like how it always is. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, all of them, you know, I guess investment and throw the frisbee <laughs> um you know that was kind of their world so like you said yeah it was kind of different but 
I don't know. To me, I just never really felt the need to like, you know, brag about who I know. And that's, you know, that's not really me. So then the older I got, you know, I ended up working in entertainment myself. Um, I've worked on uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And uh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool because I worked both um, like behind the scenes in the development department as well as um, like as an office PA. So like doing errands and stuff. Yeah. I remember one of my first days, they were like, okay, here's an envelope. We need you to drive to Chloe's house. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But, um, but yeah, so I just always kind of had like my own little unique world and like Elite Urbanite is kind of me infusing that world with me wanting people to just like live unapologetically and be themselves and you know because that's something that I've kind of had to learn to do while dealing with all of that at the same time so yeah yeah and it's what's cool too it's like now you get to use the people you know the experiences you've had and put this into your blog and you could get all these cool interviews like mm -hmm which is really nice. Um, so what was it like growing up is like having your dad in the music industry? Um, so like I said, he's just always kind of been dad to me. So it's right. just kind of, like when I go home, it's normal. So um, in one of our, one of our houses growing up, we had this thing called the pool house, which, you know, the average pool house is just, you know, pool, pool stuff. And then um, so my dad, he actually turned it into like an at-home studio, so he can, you know, do work his from home and exactly. So like when he's done, you know, J Lo might be in the pool house or whatever, but I'm in the main house with my mom, just I don't know, playing Scrabble or something. Yeah. So you know, I just go back and say hello, and that was, you know, kind of it, you know. Yeah. That, no, because it's like to you, it's like a normal job. It's like as if your dad was a doctor, but your dad does music. Exactly. So, and like, and especially the, to the people. Yeah, like, especially moving to LA, because like back in Long, it was just more so like, you know, it was just kind of like foreign to people. But here, it's like, oh my God. So I'm just kind of like, Ugh. I just kind of yeah. keep everything on the DL, you know? Like Long Island would be more Broadway. Like if your dad was in Broadway, it'd be like more known and bigger. Exactly. Like we're LA, the music producing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's just, he does music. You know, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you moved to LA? I was 17 going on 18. So actually it was, um, my parents had been talking about going to California, like back and forth. Cause my dad, you know, for years was always coming out here for, um, for work. And I really didn't take them seriously. And I was like, yeah, okay. You guys have been talking about this for years now. And then um, like two weeks after my high school graduation, I was supposed to go to University of Delaware. And my parents were like, okay, so we are gonna stay out here in California. We will let you know, you know, when we're gonna help you pack and go to college. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going. Like, I wanna stay here with you guys. Cause that was my plan anyway like after college to move out here to LA, you know, to pursue yeah. communications or whatever I had. Oh, that's what I, that's what I studied was communications. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, instead I moved out here with them and then, you know, went to school out here and worked at the same time and yeah. 
hey, and look, you got to be with the Kardashians. You've gotten like a lot of cool jobs and everything. Yeah, and everything you think about it really happens like for a reason because let's say you would have stuck to your plan of going to University of Delaware. Like who knows if those opportunities, like to have your own blog now, exactly. who knows if that would have ended up happening. Even with this whole, uh, you know, quarantine and COVID situation. Yeah. Do you want to be picked up? Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> the job that I was doing before I was an executive coordinator <laughs> and, um, sorry, to be multitasking always. Um, um, yeah, I was an executive coordinator. So like my job was more than, what was it? Eight, eight hours a day. It was yeah. more like a 24 hour job. So like I had started my blog back in 2018. Do you want the frisbee? Back in 2018, when I was working at that same company as a receptionist. But once I went, I got a promotion and I just didn't have time to keep up with the blog anymore. So now I was supposed to start a new job in March, but then it got put on hold. Yeah, up until this upcoming March, actually. So like a whole year I've had kind of like, you know, revamp my whole blog and everything. So, you know, it's it's kind of sucks sometimes not having anything to do, but I'm grateful that, you know, I'm able to do what I always wanted to do and make my blog what I wanted to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I agree actually with um, a lot of what you said because my podcast... And I got my clothing line out. I got so much more done and out with quarantine that I probably wouldn't have. Because like with my chronic pain, I can only do so much. And I was working part-time originally, actually at the podcast studio, I was doing social media. Okay. And then by the end of the day, like even if it was three o'clock, I was exhausted. So I didn't get to do as much. And I ended up reaching out to a lot of different people during quarantine. And it worked for my favor. Like I got to meet you and- I've met a lot of like Bachelor and Big Brother and it's been really cool that I wouldn't have had those opportunities. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking, I was trying to, <laughs> he's so rude. <laughs> You're so rude, Ozzy. Come on. And you know, he's not a dog that barks that often. It's only because I'm not paying attention to him. Which I'm oh, trying. he's like an, your typical only child. Yeah. I'm an only child. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, so my brother is like seven years younger than me. So I was an only child for a while too. So I, yeah. I tend to have only child, you know, tendencies at times. My mom's always like, it's not about you, but it is. Yes, I was an only child for seven years. That's right. It's still all about me. Yeah, my friend, um, her, she didn't have her brother until she was 12. Wow, yeah. So she was like for 12 years all by herself with her parents and then exactly. he came along. <laughs> I mean, luckily me and my brother are close, so. They are too. Yeah, yeah and I but, think it's different when you have like, you know, a brother-sister type thing, you know, rather than like sister Like sister. two sisters or two brothers. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So one of the things I actually want to talk to you about, so something like, you know, a lot of my podcast is about like mental health and just overcoming issues and pain. And something I saw on your Instagram is that you had to do like growth hormone shots and you had a tumor and like all this stuff you had to go through. 
what was that like growing up? Like, when did that happen? So I was diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me speak. I was diagnosed with something called, um, oh my God, Ozzy, please. I forgot the exact name of it, but basically um, when I was around like six years old, I was just going for like my regular physical and the doctor said like, I was kind of my, like my puberty was like, whatever it is, pituitary gland was growing like too quickly. So like I would have started developing at like, I don't know, like eight years old or something like that. So basically every so long ago now, like 20 years ago now, um, every month I would have to take this shot called the Lupron shot, which like basically kind of slowed down my hormones and everything and like kind of pushed off, you know, puberty and like have my period and all that into like an appropriate age instead of like, you know, being fully grown at like eight rather than, or, you know, you know, being fully grown at like, you know, 14, 15 rather than, right. yeah. So that was always kind of weird because I would have to, you know, leave early for school and like all the kids, yeah. like it was every month it was like clockwork. So all the kids are like, oh, where are you going? Like, da, 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 da. like how do you, how do you explain that to a bunch right. of like, other first and second graders? Um, luckily, you know, it worked out. Also, it helped me with my height too. I mean, I'm still short, but like there is a possibility of me being like under four feet or no, under five feet. You know, I really? would have been 4'9", 4'11", and, like, fully developed. It was crazy. But, but yeah, I'm only 5'1 now, which is pretty normal. So, so yeah, that was always weird and the struggle and, like, having to get blood work every other month, too. That's I scary, too. Yeah, that's a lot for, like, a kid. And, you know, luckily, I haven't had too many complications with that, um, you know, as an adult. Just maybe like in certain areas a little more developed than the normal person that's okay i'm actually yeah. incidentally on the eighth i'm gonna get a reduction so you know there's there's solutions for everything so yeah very exciting <laughs> i'm so excited because th these things are these things are a killer okay <laughs> it's hard to I can, yeah i can only imagine too much so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I, when I went to my, because uh, you know you have to get all these, like appointments. Yeah. yeah. So I went to just get like my physical or whatever for this surgery, and they're like, oh, so how long have you been wanting this surgery? I'm like, ten years. Like I, I'm not turning back now. Like, <laughs> I'm thrilled. So yeah, I guess that's one of the side effects, but you know everything else turned out fine. So it was just you know as a kid, that's a lot to go through. Yeah, especially if you were saying what in first, second grade, like that is scary. Like you don't know, you don't even know what hormones and all that is. Like exactly, and you like, don't even start learning till what, like fourth or fifth grade. Exactly. So I had to like have a knowledge of that for you know, like such a young age. Like okay, I don't even know what this all means. Um, I do remember now that I'm thinking about it. When I was um, like when I was first getting it, my mom would have to like prepare me and like hold me down because it was like in my thigh. So, yeah, and it was like a huge needle too. So it was a lot, but yeah, but then, you know, eventually after years of getting it, you get, just, you know, pence up, you do it and whatever. I mean, I'm still afraid of needles, but who is it? Right. No, I am. I hate 
because like I hate getting like my blood drawn because like I have the worst veins so like they'll blow up my my veins will get blown up or they'll do it and then I can't even nothing comes out so I have to do it again like sometimes I've gotten it done like four times see yeah, I like, don't even know why <laughs> my veins are just like there and they're always like ooh, I'm like that's yeah. not <laughs> that's weird no I'm the opposite <laughs> oh, yeah that's worse it's definitely worse Ooh. So one thing that I love to like just ask people, so when you're like going through, like, let's say you were going through during that time or just even hard times in general, how do you stay strong? I would say um, my family dynamic and foundation is really important to me. And, and Ozzy too, apparently, is how I stay strong. Um, luckily, because I know a lot of people aren't, you know, fortunate enough to have that and be super close to their family like I could well I actually do I text my mom 24 7 oh about me too if I wasn't I'm living with my parents but if I wasn't I was live I would text them too oh even when I was in college I was like <laughs> hey guess what I just read and she's like in the next room yeah like, so like you know having a super close family dynamic even during like you know this tough time now and being able to just tell them like listen I'm having a hard time like like, I don't know, can we order some chicken tenders and I come over there, you know? So yeah. It's always been, um, they've always been really special and important to me and my growth and this guy here. Hi, Ozzy. <laughs> How have they, um, have they been like supportive of you during your whole like career? Oh, yes. Definitely. Your blogging. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my parents never wanted me to like, you know, as I said, my dad works in entertainment, so they never wanted me to be in front of the camera, per se, you know, and my brother, he is into directing, so he's, you know, in the whole entertainment business, too. Um, I think even if I did want to be a, a singer or something, as long as I'm putting 100% in it, my parents would support it, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I was in high school and college, I was always apparently a good writer so you know they always encouraged me to write more and you know yep. use my artistic skills so like you know I do enjoy like making my little graphics for my page and like you know expressing yep. myself in that way <laughs> so yeah they've always and I think you know if you kind of look at my apartment here it's very eccentric and colorful I love it all my little album covers there and then all of this so cool oh I like that balcony or patio well, I think, yes, I actually, I just finished, I put a bunch of fake plants, like, you know, last weekend, I was excited about it, but yeah, oh. so they've just been like, you know, be yourself, and whatever you choose to do, just be good at it, don't, you know, don't put 50% into it, so, right. yeah. Oh, that's awesome, so what's been your favorite part of getting into your blog, and like, your hardest part? Um, I would say they're kind of both the same thing, like, both my favorite and hardest part is kind of going back and you know different things that kind of um you know hurt me in my past or things that I never got to talk about um you know it hurts reliving some of those memories but it's also good to get it out there because yeah. like can't for years I've just been harboring it all in and you know like like I said I would talk to my parents about it but I never really had a group of people or a platform Friends. yeah yeah that really understood um I'd say actually like this past year or so I've kind of figured out like 
who's really there for me and friends in terms of like friends and stuff that I can tell things to but um but yeah it's been hard like um so the high school I went to um you know I wouldn't say it's like the most diverse place you know so I always had trouble with that and um yeah fitting in and in terms of body image as well so you know I um I wrote a post about that a couple months ago and actually a lot of um you know other black girls and different I was actually the only black girl in my grade so I know it's crazy a class of like 90 kids there was two black boys and me being the only black girl so girls from like different ages and different classes or even people who didn't even go to my school but had a similar experience reached out to me and like you know I didn't know you were going through that I went through that too so stuff like that it hurts to like because it's been almost 10 years since I graduated high school so so yeah it hurts to kind of like relive that but then you're like you know what I'm it makes me feel good that people are able to relate to me and my experience so yeah no I agree I think sometimes what's hard for me it's like I talk so much about like chronic pain and like my journey from what happened in a car accident but I still have to sometimes relive like talking about the doctors that basically told me I was depressed and that I was making this up and all this stuff. And that was like one of the hardest times in my life because I'm like, I'm not, and I was trying to get someone to hear me, to help me in any way. And exactly. so like reliving that constantly can be really hard, but, but then I have people talking about it and they're like, this has happened to me and I don't have anybody. So being that voice has been truly amazing. Yeah, exactly. Cause like you said, the environment I was in and even now I still see you know people on the internet when people do speak out about it that might have bigger platforms are like oh you know you're just making it up that's all in your head it's like no there you know there yeah. are situations that affect people differently so yeah or you know even literally physically like you know yeah, yeah. You look healthy you look normal but you're not exactly you know like you know I might be cheery yeah I try and be nice to everybody unless someone's blatantly <laughs> mean but you know yeah. someone might not look at me and think like oh you know she has issues with like you know body image and you know even during this quarantine like it's been rough to kind of like just kind of sit here with my own thoughts yeah. and trying to keep myself busy so it's yeah, not like you can be with your parents all the time I mean you can go as much as you want but it's still a 25 minute drive each way yeah and like, I always end up staying there late anyway. So then I have to come back here late and it's just too much. But, um, but yeah, I always say like the happiest person could be dealing with something deep down inside. You never know. Just because everybody you- does at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Might be big, might be small. You never know. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I love talking to you and I'm so excited to like keep up with your blog it sounds like it's going to be a really, like a great platform. Thank you so much. Um, where can my audience find you? So you can find me on Instagram um, at Elite Urbanite. And my blog is EliteUrbanite.com. Simple as Perfect. That. And I will have that in the description and everything too. So that can click right on. Um, but thank you again. And Bye. And hi, Ozzy. Or who's good meeting Ozzy? <laughs> Ozzy has tired himself out now. Goodness. And this was another episode of With Love Alexa. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.